Hello everyone and welcome along to Championship Drill and our daily World Cup show while we wait for the Championship to come back, which is this Saturday. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Two round of 16 games today. Um, two kind of shocks, not maybe shocks in the result of the second one in terms of who won, but certainly in the scoreline. Uh, uh, Morocco as well. We 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 we'll start with that one, I suppose. Uh, yeah, we were on about last night saying it could go draw our penalties, and that's exactly what it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. when the tournament started in our previous show, we both fancied Morocco to make the quarterfinals. Yeah, uh, you wouldn't be no. That said, I didn't fa- fancy like uh, it to go the way it's gone in terms of they win the group and Spain finish second in the group. Yeah, I thought it'd be more the other way around. That Spain would win the group and Morocco would finish second, mm-hmm. uh, but neither anyway it was going to be Spain Morocco the way we probably saw it in the round of sixteen and we both fancied Morocco to win the match. Yeah. Uh, beforehand, because Spain, as good as their young players are, and we talked about it last night, they don't really have a world class striker in the team. Yeah, exactly. Morocco uh, is not Morata is not good enough. Uh, He's not. He he shows up for Spain. He gets goals for Spain, but. He's not that world class striker that the top top teams have in world football. Yeah, and um, all their and all their young players as well are not are not at that level until the next World Cup. That's it. I mean, they're going to be frightening at the next World Cup if they all develop the way they should develop. Yeah. Um, and if they can find someone who up front who can put the ball in the back of the net, and maybe one of those young players, the wide players, becomes a central striker between now and then. You said. Um, oh, yeah, who knows? Exactly. Uh, Morocco's game plan was always going to let Spain have a lot of the ball. I like, and uh, hit them on the break. Um, yeah, I mean, look at the stats. is like 77-23 for possession. Um, Spain yeah. had a lot of the ball, but did nothing with it. They had one shot on target, yeah. nine corners. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I thought that Spain did nothing, <laughs> really. Yeah. Except for that Morata. Morata had a very bad miss. Um, yeah, Morata had one bad miss. Um but for Morocco, Ziyech, who we've talked about throughout the tournament, not been brilliant since he's been at Chelsea. He's been good, but he's not yeah. been brilliant. Not been this he's good. He's been outstanding in this tournament. Yeah. The problem is now he's been so good, he, when he comes back, they'll have to play him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's... Hakimi, who's a fullback that everyone in the world wanted, and he ended up at um, Inter Milan, he had a great game apparently as well, and obviously got all, the, the winning penalty. Them. Every every one of them to a man were superb. Yeah. A great, great team display by Morocco. And yeah. another wonderful game plan. And we've we've talked, you know, before about them and you know how good they can be. Yeah. Uh, that it's they hard. are very, very good at defending and they can hit you on the break with pace. Yeah. Uh, I know I missed I missed a good chunk of the match and you were keeping me updated on what was going on. And at one point, uh, it was probably an extra time Morocco missed a great chance, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, there was one as well in the second half that uh, it was similar to uh, Ricardison last night. Yeah. Uh, but he hit it straight at the keeper. He should have scored, without a doubt. Um, yeah. Morocco had the best chances. They, they yeah. deserved everything about Morocco deserved this. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at... The ratings of the Spanish players here. Oh, it's really poor. I'd say they're, if anyone's over five, I'd say. <laughs> no. The highest rated player they have is Laporte on a 4.3. Yeah, that's the price. 
you know, Gavi and Rodri will be next, but four point two is there. Um, yeah. Compare that to Morocco, I'd say a lot of them are the eights. Eight, the whole team were eights, yeah. as far as I, I yeah. can tell. The goalkeeper probably more so because of the penalty shootout than anything else. Yeah. Um, because like you said, it didn't seem like he had too much to do. No, one shot on target, and then. They had that one chance as well at the end of the game. Uh, you know, if you've seen the very, very end of the game, um, yeah, they shot that they had to hit the posts. Yeah, uh, very, very unlucky. But he might have been offside. I don't know if they scored. They it's were. It's one of those if they score and they look at it, you never know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, was it uh, uh, Pablo Sarriba is the one you're on about? His volley hit post. Was it right at the end? Yeah, yeah, just before penalties. Spain had over a thousand passes in the match. <laughs> that is, yeah, that is something. Um, uh-huh. and only created one shot on target. Yeah, which, I... which just goes to show you how disciplined Morocco were. Yeah. In terms of, if a team passes the ball around that much, it's very easy to get dragged out of position. But they just stayed so disciplined. Yeah. For the whole game, and. Would you say they deserve to go through? Did they kind of ride their oh, luck a little bit? No, no, no. Just 100% Morocco. Um, even in the penalty kicks, there were abysmal penalties. By yeah. Spain. Uh, nothing for Spain. Clicked. Yeah. I don't think anything clicked for them today. Yeah. Uh, this is the second time in a row that they've gone out at the last 16. Uh, yeah. As well. Yeah. Um, an African team has never made the semi-finals of the World Cup. Yeah, I think quarterfinals was nineteen ninety or something, wasn't it? Uh, Cameroon yeah. made it in nineteen ninety, Senegal in two thousand and two, and yeah. Ghana obviously famously in two thousand and ten with the Suarez handball on the line that yeah. would have put them into the semi final. Yeah, oh, crazy. Uh, but uh, can Morocco do it? We'll talk about that, I suppose, after we talk a bit about the Portugal game. But overall, you've been impressed with how Morocco played. Yeah, this this is probably. I know I said this a lot, but this is probably the best team performance for man to man. Yeah, in the um, World Cup so far, yeah. Yeah, like a lot of people probably be like, oh, it was nil all, it was drifting drab. Yeah. But there was a game there, it definitely was a game. Yeah. Uh, in this, even though it wasn't at all, I thought it was fairly yeah. light. Um, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, Spain are going to be very disappointed, aren't they? I yeah. mean, when you think they started with a 7 0 win. Yeah, yeah. Then they draw with Germany. Then they lose to Japan, and now they go out to Morocco. Yeah, exactly. not a great tournament. No, not really. And again, the German game, the, the German game exposed on the biggest. I think. Uh, yeah. Uh, really. The manager has to go. I think. Yeah, I think he's there too long. I mean, massive failure. I think. Yeah, he's there too long. Um, nineteen eighty-six was the last time Morocco played in the last sixteen of the World Cup. Yeah. Now, uh, they've kept six clean sheets in their last seven games as well, Morocco. Yeah. They've been fair. We talked about it coming in that they have, that that's how they play. They defend and they hit you on the break with the likes of Ziyech uh, and his ability on the ball and his ability to go fast. But um, yeah, it's kind of mad. A thousand and nineteen passes is what Spain actually had. Yeah, that's crazy. One shot on target. But yeah. Six clean sheets out of seven. I know Portugal put in a lot of goals past Switzerland. We'll talk about it in a minute. But they're not going to find it that easy against Morocco, I'd imagine. Oh, not at all. 
so yeah, it was disappointment for Spain, delighted for Morocco. Uh, like we said, we wanted to see an African team make quarterfinals. We now have one. Um, so yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, without a doubt. I'm delighted from. I really am. Yeah. Uh, um. So. I suppose we have to talk next. Uh, Switzerland, Portugal. Okay, about an hour, about an hour before the game started, there was news broke that Ronaldo would be dropped. Uh, yeah. No, Ronaldo was dropped for the match. We um, talked about that last night because the, the manager yeah. was not happy at all. Yeah, and we figured that even if he started, he probably wasn't going to be the captain. The manager wasn't happy with the way he reacted. And that's all well and good and fair enough and what have you. Now... The big issue, I suppose, here uh, that we have to talk about is um, the manager somewhat proven right, though, because Ramos, who we brought in, scored a hat-trick. Yeah, yeah. Linked with Manchester United tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Um, oh, so, well, some well. call from the manager. Brought Ronaldo true. brings in a youngster who'd only played three games up until then or something like that. Yeah. He had, like, one goal in three games. Well, his record for the Portuguese under 21s is incredible. He's four. I know, I know he's got four goals in four games because of the hat trick tonight. He's 14 goals in 18 games for under 21. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he becomes I, the joint highest, joint highest scorer now at the World Cup with three goals. Yeah. A lot of people on three. Um, he could score another one and then they're, they're into the next game. <laughs> he, could, yeah. he could finish with the goal in the boost. He could, which was kind of mental, given he's hardly kicked the ball yet in the World Cup. Um, he was unbelievable. Like, yeah. what do you do now? You can't put Ronaldo in now. He has to play, yeah. Exactly. Um, the, the Ronaldo will call to be played, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play him at all. Yeah. You just can't. Even just, like, the commentators always say what you, you've always said. They, when Ronaldo's playing, they just pass it to him. Um, that's the problem he demands the ball so much and they're afraid to not give it to him and it just changes your style of play a bit yeah. um, and they just look the better team without him yeah oh yeah big time uh, I'm not saying he's not capable of putting the ball in the net and winning games for them but he's kind of you know who to focus on when he's playing up front even when, defense. On, even when he came on he tried way too hard to score yeah uh, Um. I thought they were very good. Joe Felix, I thought, was very good. I thought Bruno Fernandes, again, had a great game for them. Uh, Pepe with a great header for a man that's, what, 73? <laughs> thought, yeah. Still um, was to be fair. Yeah, 39, apparently, Pepe is. He's sprightly 39. Uh, but I have, to, I have to say something about the Swiss team, though. Jan Sommer, their goalkeeper, he had a nightmare. Yeah, uh, he wasn't good at all. Um, I mean... I feel from, I really do, because I thought there'd be more of a game there. I mean, there was nine shots on target for Portugal. They scored six of them. And I'd say at least three of them the keeper should have saved. Yeah, the first one. First one was hit very hard, but you don't get beaten at your near post. No. I mean, you should just stand at your near post. Even if it hits you in the face, it doesn't go in. Um, amazingly enough, Switzerland had more possession in this game. Uh, but Portugal just looked very good when they were breaking away and, and all that. 
uh, Switzerland are going to be very disappointed. Not many of their players played very well tonight, I no, have to say. I, I thought Mbolo tried up front, Jacka tried a little bit, Shakiri the odd moment here and there, but as a whole, they were all pretty terrible yeah. and let down by their goalkeeper, let down by their defence, because the marking was atrocious. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but Portuguese will be happy tonight. Uh, great. Absolutely. The gamble paid uh, off. Probably the best performance of the World Cup so far by a team. Has in to terms be. of, I know you're saying Morocco had the best team performance in terms of everyone banding together. I know what you mean. But in, in terms of like how easy they just made it for themselves, other than maybe Spain against Costa Rica, uh, from the moment Portugal scored the second goal, you thought this is over. Yeah, like it, it just didn't look like we're going to come back. It was short in the first half, but the second half, yeah, not so much. So I know, yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. I mean, they were two 0 up at half time, and you just felt the game was over yeah. because of Switzerland weren't doing much. And then what? Ten minutes in second half, they're four 0 up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and okay, Switzerland got a goal back, four one, but then they never. I think they had one chance when it was four one. Pretty soon after, had that gone in, who knows? Because it was still very early in the game. There was still like half an hour to go at that stage. Uh, they didn't take it. And then Portugal went and got another goal on 67 minutes and, you know, 5 1. And then they yeah. goal in stoppage time to make it six. But yeah, I think overall, it's a very disappointing performance from Switzerland, but a very good performance from Portugal. And it does give the manager somewhat of a headache now in some ways in terms of. Like you can't drop a guy that just scored a hat trick. No, not at all. Uh, but on the flip side of that, uh, the manager couldn't have had it go any better from really, could he? Oh, unbelievable! I mean, had he dropped Ronaldo and Switzerland were like one nil up and you know defending well and whatever, and they couldn't break them down, and he had to turn to Ronaldo to come on and try and save it. Yeah. Then everyone would have been, well, why did you just not, you know, swallow your pride and play Ronaldo from the start? But the fact that the youngster comes in for Ronaldo and scores a hat trick, yeah. the manager must just be smiling and being like, yeah, master stroke by me. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a, a delight for him. Really yeah. uh, it's just uh, And I imagine, um, I imagine for Santos as well, this might well be his last tournament with Portugal. Yeah, you were uh, oh, he's been there a while. Been there a while. Obviously, they won Euro 2016 with him. Uh, but sometimes you just need to change before it goes stale. Uh, yeah. No matter how you do. But, you know, they're playing Morocco next. Not going to be easy. Oh. You know, Morocco could surprise them as they have done, you know, other teams already in this tournament. Yeah, I, I, it would surprise me if Morocco won. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah. Portugal have a great chance of making a World Cup semi-final as well. So do Morocco, but... Portugal have never reached the semis, I don't think. No, and it's a great chance. And it will be against, I believe, the winners of England and France. Yeah. So, you know, their teams they'd know pretty well that they wouldn't be that afraid of. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Portugal, Portugal must feel pretty confident after that kind of a win. Oh yeah, um, and you know, once you get to the quarterfinal, you have to start thinking about we could win this, no matter who you are. Exactly. 
so yeah, very, very impressed with, with Portugal tonight. It, it, impressed with them in terms of how they scored their goals. There was a lot of hitting them quick on the break, quick passing, really poor defending, to be fair. And I think maybe it was a case of a 2-0 Switzerland. I don't know, they, they came out in the second round. It's like they, rather than just keep it tight for like five, ten minutes, they yeah. tried to throw everything at them to try and get a goal back quickly and were just picked off on the break. And it was kind of naive in some ways, but what can you do? Exactly. I suppose. Uh, but yeah, Portugal will be delighted. One part of the Iberian Peninsula and Spain, then their neighbours will be bitterly, bitterly disappointed. They've gone out of the World Cup. Um, and it will be seen as a failure, not just not because they went out to Morocco, but because, you know, they beat, they beat Costa Rica and they've drawn one and lost two since. Yeah, uh, it's it's you know bang on they're all out forwards. That that's that's the reason. Yeah, and it's you know you need someone like that. Look at Portugal tonight. They have a forward, and the youngster came in. Like I said, he's done well underage. He's done well for Benfica. He scores a hat trick. He sets you on your way. Uh, and you you've seen it with all the teams that are now in the quarterfinals. Morocco maybe being the exception, and we'll have a look at the quarterfinal lineups there and go through those games in a second, I suppose. But if we do look at the, the games and have a bit of a chat about them, you look at Croatia, um, you know, they've got their man up front. Brazil, we know about their attacking line. The Netherlands with Depay and Gakpo. Argentina, yeah. you know, with Messi, Martinez and all them. They all have they all have their strikers. You know, Portugal with the lads, England with Harry Kane, France with Mbappe and Giroud. Um, to go far in a tournament, you, you do need someone who can put the ball in the back in net exactly. for you. Yeah. And uh, I think Morocco, even though they've scored goals in this tournament, they've always been lately that kind of team that relies on the defence and hitting you on the break. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean it's it's great to see the the company they're in. And you know, with the the two South American teams, two South American teams, we've got what five English teams and then one from Africa. Um, unlucky maybe yesterday that Japan went out on penalties, but their penalties were awful. I suppose that's one thing we didn't talk about in the in the Spain game was how poor the Spanish penalties were. Um, yeah. Oh Jesus, yeah, uh, I was shocked. better than the Japanese guys. I think yesterday, but like as in, I think the Morocco keeper did make some good saves, um, but they weren't great. And the standard of penalty taking doesn't seem to be wonderful in this World Cup. Yeah, what is, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just nerves. Could be, it could be. I mean, when I saw, I don't know who was that took Morocco's first penalty. I can't remember. Yeah. But I was actually at training, and my players were out warming up with the guy that warms them up. So I had the match on my phone to watch the penalty shootouts while they were out warming up. And um, I looked at the guy that was stepping up to take Morocco's first penalty, and he just looked like a young kid. And I was like, oh my god, the pressure on this guy! And he just tucked it away so calmly. And then exactly. the Spanish lad hits the post. And then, you know, uh, I went to do something. I came back and it was like, you know, I think Morocco had just missed and Spain had missed two or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever it was. And uh, was it Busquets came up and missed? Yeah. Awful penalty again. And um, yeah, I mean, then it was basically Morocco only needed to score one of their last two penalties. And uh, Hakimi stepped up and tucked it away. But. Yeah. Yeah, disappointment and disappointment in penalty shoot because you know I think there's been about as many penalties missed as there has been scored in this tournament. As I say to us, yeah, without doubt. 
So the last one, there was another four or something yesterday. Four, four missed today, wasn't there, in this shootout? Yeah, yeah, yeah four, yeah. Like four missed and four scored, I think, or three scored. Four yeah. missed and three scored. Yeah, yeah. And yesterday was like four missed and four scored or something. It was kind of madness. And then if you think about the penalties in normal time as well, like we've had at least, is it two or three of those have been saved? Penalties yeah, yeah. that have been given in normal time? Exactly, um, yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Norbs is what I, I'd say. It's very strange to see so many penalties missed. Um, good excitement, I suppose, but we haven't had that kind of down-to-the-wire penalty shootout yet. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully we don't have it. Hopefully teams with indoor well time. Um, so we might as well have a look at the games. Three o'clock on Friday is the first quarter final. Croatia-Brazil. Yeah. Uh, Brazil probably favourites for this one. Yeah. You can imagine. But again, Croatia, they just have something about them in the World Cup, like we talked about yesterday. Can you see any way that Croatia could knock Brazil out? No. No, it's just not going to happen. Well, Brazil's defence is a bit leaky, but like I don't think the lads have the creative people to break them down. Yeah, I, I, I think Croatia need to be need to play an almost perfect game to beat Brazil. I think they need to be very defensively strong and then have their experienced like attacking players, the likes of Perisic, the likes of Modric, will have to play like turn back the clock a little bit and play the game of their lives, I think. Exactly. Um so yeah, I think it's very unlikely they beat Brazil. There's always a chance in football, as we know. It only takes a long ball forward with a minute gone and your centre back gets sent off for hacking someone down. That's it. Um and you're playing the whole game with ten men. We all know those kind of things can happen. Yeah. Uh, you can come up against a goalkeeper who's just having one of those days where nothing gets past him. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's not impossible for Croatia, but highly unlikely, I'd say, for them to beat Brazil. Yeah. Uh, the evening game then, obviously, I want the Netherlands to beat Argentina. I think it's going to be a cracker of a game. I certainly hope it is. It's very hard to call. I think it is. I think Argentina... I think they've got to the quarterfinal without looking great. Yeah. Definitely. And I think Holland have got to the quarterfinal without looking great. Yeah. It's intriguing though. I think it is. I mean, you look at the the Netherlands backline with like led by Van Dijk uh, and you think, you know, that's a tough, tough backline to break break down. So Messi's gonna have to be on top form for that. And then you look at the other side and you see how well Gakpo is playing. And Depay is only getting better as the tournament is going on because he's the more minutes he gets, the more he's getting over that injury. Uh, and he's, he's I think, Colin's second highest goal scorer of all time now. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, he's he's always shows up for the national team. So, yeah, I, I can see that game going either way. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if it's. The only result would surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me if Holland won 3 0. It wouldn't surprise me if Argentina won 3-0. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise, surprise me if it was nil-nil amount of penalties. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if it was seven-all amount of penalties. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can't pick it. I want the Netherlands to win, obviously, uh, in a total biased way, but I, I can't call that game. I think that's too tight. That's impossible. Um, I, I reckon we could be headed for extra time. It's a very, 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 very hard game. I, I really can't call it. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one. But either way, if we reckon Brazil win, it's going to be either Brazil and the Netherlands or Brazil-Argentina in the semi-final. That's going to be a hell of a game, whoever they're up against. Yeah. 
from now on it's going to be crackers um, they are they are hopefully um, sometimes semi-finals can let you down a little bit unless there's an early goal because there's so much riding on it yeah. but hopefully that won't be the case then Saturday Morocco play Portugal at 3 o'clock and then we've got England against France at 7 um, again I wouldn't like to pick the semi-final out of that one it could go, um, any, go anyway, to be honest. Like, if they if didn't win that, they'd have Jude Bellingham would have to show up. Uh, yeah. And I think I think we talked about it briefly. There was talk today about Mbappe hadn't been training, but we were speaking about it beforehand. That's not unusual for him. Um, after France play a match, sometimes he doesn't train the next session. Whatever his recovery program is after a match, he's not always immediately at training. It's, it's nothing unusual there. Just, uh, just, just spotted something there that was very random. Yeah. Just, Ronaldo, when the Portugal won, all the players celebrated. Ronaldo went straight down the tunnel. Yeah, it's um, strange because he did didn't look very happy when they got the first goal, but when they went like four 0 up or five one up or something, he looked really happy when yeah. he was kind of warming up and he was chatting to some of the lads. You know what I mean? It's I'm sure he's delighted that they won. I know. But, yeah, uh, but go straight down maybe, the tunnel. Man. Maybe yeah. feels like I wasn't really part of it. Um, I know, yeah, but still, like, um, but still, you should be doing that. You should be out to the fans that have paid a lot of money to travel a long way. Uh, exactly. uh, you, you should be going to see the fans. But Morocco, Portugal, so on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, any any ideas how you think that one will go? No, but I wouldn't surprise you. But if it went any other way, um, I'm going to say Morocco if I had to pick. Yeah. There's just something about them. Yeah, there really is. Um, they're just so hard to score against. Yeah, exactly. They're just so well drilled. Yeah, and I, I don't think, think, I don't think like, they'll make the same mistakes as the lads made today either. Like I don't know if you remember Italian ninety much. Briefly, Italy made the semi final in Italian ninety without conceding a goal. Yeah, Morocco are a very similar type of team. They yeah. just don't concede goals. Yeah. So if they score, you're in trouble. Yeah. Because you can't see them letting in two. No, I wouldn't think so. So it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be very, very tricky, I think. Like again, like if Portugal hammered on, it wouldn't surprise me either with the way this World Cup's going. No, it wouldn't surprise me. It would a little bit because I think of how good Morocco have been defensively. Like I said, six clean sheets in their last seven games. Um, like okay, maybe they haven't come up against a team like Portugal yet, but uh, in that kind of form. But yeah, I think Portugal probably slight favourites for me in that one because I do think they they do offer something different. And the like, I think, I think uh, Bruno Fernandes is having a, a wonderful tournament quietly. I don't think he's doing anything spectacular, but I think he's playing really well. Good on the ratings, yeah. Um. And I just think they have a lot about them going forward. That, like, it's going to cause Morocco a lot more problems, perhaps. But then you look at Spain, and you look, you start looking at the attacking talent Spain had, but they didn't have that centre forward, which Portugal do have. Yeah. So Thanks. yeah, I think Portugal probably favourites, but yeah, like you, there's just something in my mind that says, you know, don't rule out Morocco. Yeah. Um, exactly. And and you know they're a team that we've both said for people to keep an eye on because they are good. Yeah. Uh, 
So hopefully they give a game to Portugal, and if they can get through, that would be phenomenal. Then yeah. we've got England France, which could be the game of the tournament so far. Very hard um, to call. It's very hard to call. The reasons being, it's like you look at France and you look at Griezmann's in good form, even though he wasn't great the other night. Yeah. Mbappe is in wonderful form. Giroud is scoring goals. I think he's got three in the tournament already as well. Um, but the English defence will know those players. Uh, maybe Mbappe not as much. Yeah. But <clears throat> you look at the midfield of France and you can get at them. Yeah. And like you said, Jude Bellingham is key. If he plays like he did the other day, and if Declan Rice can play like he's often done for West Ham, I can see England really, really troubling France. Yeah, they could definitely take it to them. I think with Foden, who's playing really well, with Saka, who's playing really well, with Kane, who's now got a goal, so, you know, he gets them in bunches. And then to have the likes of Rashford to come off the bench, if you need somebody to come in behind, that's it. Whether you're whether you need a goal or whether you're you're ahead and you're hanging on, and then using his pace on the break. Um. Yeah, I just think England can cause France a lot of problems, and while France are probably defending champions, they're probably going to be seen as favourites by many, and maybe they should be seen as the favourites. I just can see England giving them a lot of problems if if the midfield steps up for England. And that, like you said, is the key. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think France are prone to more mistakes as well. Yeah. And if you remember USA 94, which I think you probably remember a bit better. Yeah. Um, I remember <laughs> talking about the beforehand about the Ireland-Italy game. And and with a lot of people, and a lot of the talk was, well, it's Italy. You know, Italy are, are very good. Ireland don't really have much chance against Italy, but they'll probably do okay against Mexico and, and Norway or what have you. Yeah. But, but my thinking and the thinking of a lot of people was kind of, well, hang on a minute. Ireland's midfield is a lot stronger than that Italian midfield. Yeah. Exactly. And if the Ireland midfield shows up, they're going to cause problems for Italy. Mm-hmm. And Ireland probably should have won that game 2-0. Yeah, they missed a great chance, yeah. Uh, and I, I could see a scenario similar with England where, okay, Mbappe is always going to be a problem and he only needs half a yard of space and you're finished. Yeah. But he also has to get the ball and I think we talked about that a bit yesterday. And if England can dominate the midfield and stop him getting the ball, stop the service getting to him, yeah. then, you know, who knows? Plus what England have that maybe a lot of other international teams don't have. In Kyle Walker, they've one of the quickest players on earth. Yeah, exactly. At the back. Mbappe. Someone who can genuinely keep up with Mbappe. Yeah. I agree. And, and Mbappe has in the past struggled when defenders are as quick as he is. Yeah. But he often does rely on that pace to get away from people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so we'll uh, we'll we'll wait and see how that one goes. Again, France probably going to be the favourites, but um, I I just I don't know. I think England can can do well there. An upset, yeah, they can. Absolutely, and yeah, again, it's one of those where it's kind of for me like sixty percent France, forty percent England. I don't think I don't think France are going to come out and just run away with the game by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Um. 
But I do hope, like I said, that Southgate doesn't mess with the formation and just decide, look, we'll just sit back in, we'll try and hit him on the break. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who he goes with in terms of the team lineup as well, I think, because I'm assuming Raheem Sterling will be back with the team. Yeah, I think. And he, he, he likes Sterling. Yeah, he does. I, I think. So does he go with? Um, does he just stick with the team that did so well? But that's it. Does he? Does he stick with Rice, Bellingham, and Henderson in the middle, and sacrificing that extra forward? Yeah. Um, and then just play like Saka and Foden and Kane as your front three? Or do you play Rice and Bellingham, go a little more risky and play Sterling maybe in that number 10 role? Yeah, exactly. Or play Rashford up with Kane, you know, um, and, and really go for it. I think it's unlikely. I think, I think with Gareth Southgate, he's always been more defensive-minded than he is attack-minded. Yeah. I'd find it very hard for him to change that those three in midfield. I think he's going to stick with them. Yeah, I think he has to. And, you know, I think it works. And I think if they can get on top of that French midfield, I think, yeah, I think France could be in for a, a long night. Um, and I think it's got the makings of a great game, a great World Cup night. And I think it's a game that, again, could see extra time. I would, wouldn't surprise me for the game to go to extra time. Um, the English fans will obviously be hoping it doesn't go to penalties because their record in penalty shootouts isn't brilliant. Oh, um, well, Saka did say that he is prepared to take one. You know what? The the thing with him, he's Arsenal's regular penalty taker, and the courage of that young man is just unbelievable. Um, he stepped up for Arsenal since and taken some real pressure penalties and scored them all. Yeah. Um. Clearly, missing a penalty in the Euro final didn't affect him whatsoever when it comes to his confidence. Uh, and I think that's credit to... Uh, I think it's credit to a lot of the fans, not just the Arsenal fans, but fans around England. Because I remember when he first came back after the Euros, um, the Arsenal staff, it wasn't even the management, it was staff at the training ground and that. Yeah. He'd been sent a lot of letters of support and that. and They put them all up on a wall for him when he came in. To be yeah. able to read them in that, and that touched him. But also, I remember when he started going to away grounds, he was getting massive rounds of applause from the fans, the away fans. Yeah. Oh, that... He's a young English player, and for once, maybe we shouldn't be, you know, trying to demonize them like they always do. Yeah, exactly. Like, remember with Beckham, it was like they're just looking for any excuse to hate David Beckham. Yeah. Yeah. And, and likewise with Gaza, they were just, as much as they love Gaza, they love the stories about things going wrong for him. And it was strange. Um, but there seems to be a new breed of fan that they're just, you know, appreciate what they have, I suppose, in some way. So, yeah, I, I yeah, I like if, if I'm the France manager, if I'm the champ, I am worried about that England front three. And I am worried about those three in midfield. Uh, because Bellingham is genuinely one of the best midfielders on the planet right now. So, yeah, tough one to call. So, it could be Morocco-France, could be France-Portugal, could be England-Morocco, could be England-Portugal. Morocco, Morocco all the way to win it. <laughs> Morocco all the way to win it. A Samuel Leto special. Uh, <laughs> what a story that would be. Yeah, it would be. I mean, I think the neutrals are going to be rooting for Morocco in every game they play. Yeah, from now on, because yeah. Because who mm. wouldn't want Morocco to win the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What a story that would be. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, 
it would be amazing. But yeah, unlikely, but you know what? They've only got to win three more matches. Yep, exactly. Uh, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of all or nothing now at this stage for teams. So, uh, again, yeah. maybe Portugal suffer from overconfidence after such an easy win and decide, you know. Or they make a foolish thing and put Ronaldo back in. Another possibility, it would be mad if they did that, I think, after the guy just scored a hat trick to you. Yeah. Um, and that happens in World Cups. A guy comes on, he plays really well, and you're like, how can I drop him now? Um, although Southgate had no problem doing it to Rashford. Yeah. Uh, but then again, Wales were so bad, I think I'd have fancied myself for a few goals if I played up front for England that night. Exactly. But there we go. Will we leave it there? A uh, couple of days break. Yeah. Uh, nothing on tomorrow. We will have a show on Thursday. But for those of you who have only heard our World Cup specials, Thursday's game is going to be on the EFL Championship rather than the World Cup. Yeah. And um, as we look ahead to Saturday's games and yeah. uh, any the news around, you know, Coventry City and whatever else is going on there, we will have that kind of news for you. And we'll be back again Friday evening after the first lot of, of quarterfinals. Yeah. Uh, so until then, guys, thanks for listening and uh, do tune in on Thursday if you can.